dreams go to waste. So, this is episode 7 of No Chill on the Podcast. No, it's been a minute since we done an episode, but hey, that is life. Want to make sure I get stuff together with ourselves. We got lives. Kenny works 70 hours a week. <laughs> I've been grinding at work. We got bills to pay, wedding bills to pay, but we back. It's your and boy, Chris back. J., and it's Kenny G. What's up, y'all? Alright, now, we got a lot to discuss, a lot of going on since the previous episode, and for the culture, we got stuff to talk about. Yep, good job, miss us. If you're listening, you listen. If you're listening, you missed us, so that's all we gotta know. That's true. Facts. So, we're gonna start the episode off, because we got a lot of music has dropped. A lot has dropped uh, since the last episode. It finally dropped More Life. Rick Ross dropped his new album, Rather You Than Me. Kendrick dropped two new songs, including one that dropped today that mm-hmm. just we just heard like 30 minutes ago. Straight mm-hmm. Fire, by the way. Straight Fire. I agree. So... Which one should we talk about first? We could talk about your favorite first. Yes, my man. <laughs> the legend. The guy who can mimic you and make a better song than you can. My man, Drizzy Drake Rogers. See, that shows how long I've been a fan. Oh, yes, baby. Like I said, that was back from Ransom, see? Yes. I've been a fan way before that. No, no, I was a fan. That made me a fan. And then I went backwards, caught up everything else. But Drizzy Drake Rogers, that's a classic Drake nickname. But anyway, more life. First, I'm going to say this. It's better than views. That's that's most importantly, it was better than views. I concur. But views grew to be very stale, tough to listen to all the way through. It sounds better when you just pick one of the songs you feel like listening to. That's pretty much as like the songs sound better solo than as an album. I agree. But yeah, more life. Drake went in. He really did. Can't say and tell him he didn't go in though. I didn't. I don't disagree with you. I know. I'm making sure you. Like said, he went in. <laughs> like agree. he went in. It's pretty much more life was what views should have been. Like when I hear views, it's like okay. Then when I hear more life, it's like this is what he shoulda did. Like you, and then best part about more life, you get in everything of Drake. You get in your pop Drake slash reggaeton Drake. You get in talking sh- Drake, rapping Drake. Mm-hmm. I'ma steal your uh, rap flow, Drake. Mm-hmm. Cool with that. Boy, what kind of shirt Dwayne Wade get on? And Dwayne Wade dressed like a fake rocker. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry to me out. <laughs> hey, like, look, we're watching the uh, Bulls play hard against Cleveland. So, we make random obnoxious comments. It's because 
the Bulls is winning and they have no business doing as such. But anyway, so as I was saying, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. More Life was pretty much everything what View should have been. But on top of that, you're getting the best of everything that is Drake. Pop Drake, reggaeton Drake. I'm going to study your flow, make a better song than you, Drake. Talking sh- Drake. And heartbreak, emotional rap Drake. And R&B Drake. Which is all fine and dandy for me. And I love it. Like, my favorite songs off the top of my head. Passion Fruit. Get It Together has truly grown on me because of Kenny. Yep. Like, Kenny really played that to the point where it's like, you know, I, I rocks with this. Mm-hmm. I truly do. Free Smoke was cold. Madiba Ribble, definitely fire. On top of that, we also got, like, let's see, I, I mentioned Free Smoke, right? Yep. Free Smoke was cold. Blem is fire. 4422, Sanfa took off. I agree. He took off off like i was already a fan of dude's music but fam got off sacrifices is the standout rap song of the whole Mm -hmm. album like thug show like okay when you understand me i'm one of the coldest out here man like dude like i already knew dude could rap but like he proved it to everybody like look i don't need to sound like curse the crap cowardly dog and i still gonna give you bars my guy still gonna give you bars give him bars love it love it and i'm here for it but anyway it was just so much fire lose you was probably my favorite favorite rap song of drake because he just went in like that's that's that classic lyrical drake like you could tell he wrote that no matter what like you could give your questionable asterisks here and there but more, um, more life lose you was the Drake. Hey, I wrote this when you, when I need the rap. I'm a rap son, and did that for the culture. Any song with the UK rappers I didn't like. I just, <laughs> I just, I don't know what happened. Like I'll be vibing to a song, and then all of a sudden, when I hear that accent, it just throws me off, and I'm done. And I think it's your fault because of that Chris Brown mixtape with all his UK thug friends that he had on there. What they was talking about. <laughs> Breast. What they say? Biggest titties. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, they wasn't that bad. It's it just, was terrible. It wasn't. It was terrible. It wasn't that so bad. So ever since I heard that one song that you love playing in the car whipping it i hate the song and so every time like i was listening to these drake songs and it had a uk rapper on it i was just done uk guys wasn't that bad on more life though gigs like the first song with gigs was pretty good like it was really good like he was like gigs had a really solid verse Mm. it wasn't it was far from bad Mm. far from it sure and then the song KMT with Giggs, the first couple of listens, I was like, yo, he kind of ruined this fire song. He, I felt he really ruined it. And then he came out of nowhere. Then, like, eventually it just grew on me. It just grew on me. I was like, you know what? It's not that bad. The Batman part is comical. Like, that part was super funny. But at the same time, it, like, his verse wasn't bad at all. 
Skepta took off on the Skepta in the loop. He took off. So they're not bad. It's just they're not bad. I didn't not, say they was bad. I just, you just every time I hear it, it just puts me in the frame of mind of that Chris Brown song, and I just can't get jiggy with that. That's all. Eventually, you just gotta block it out. Right, I block out the whole verse. No, you gotta block out Chris Brown's no UK it's your drug fault. dealer friend. It's your fault. It's not really my. Fault. Yes, it is. I guess because. Every time we would leave Buffalo Wild Wings, you would want to play that song. And we go to Buffalo Wild Wings like once a month. And then even randomly in the car, one time you tried to play it while we was leaving church. Like, no. I felt like listening to it. Yeah, and it's trash. It's not trash. It's trash. They're not bad. Yeah. They're far from bad. But anyway, More Life, I the first listen, I was like, oh. Okay, but then it really grew on me. I I enjoy like get it together is my favorite song mainly because um, I love Black Coffee and um, her song Superman, which they sample for Get It Together. Um, I love that song, and so when I heard it, I was like, Oh, that's my song. Um, so yeah, Get It Together is definitely my favorite. And even you say you don't really like Glow. Glow I, was trash. I love Glow. Like trash. <laughs> no, cause it's true. Watch out for me. I'm about to glow. Kai have been in Chicago in 50 years, and he better give Chief Keith as much uh, royalties out that song as he could. That song is gonna be a hit solely because how catchy it is, but mm-hmm. this song, it's the song itself is trash. I'm sorry, I love it. I'm kind of. It sounds like a views rejected song. Watch out for me, I'm about to, to be trash. <laughs> like, like everything about that, I just didn't like. Like, Elo Drake washed Kanye on the song, which is. Not an accomplishment anymore, but even Drake had that like me against the world singing voice that I hate <laughs> that he does. I'm like, bro, nobody. Well, besides Meek, nobody is coming at you. G. <laughs> so it's like, chill. And speaking of Meek, he destroyed Meek on dang near every other rap song too, which is comical. It's as comical as it's gonna get because he's. Steady, steady throwing those shots at Meek, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm a consistently be, be mm-hmm. here for it. So I'm I cool agree. But all in all, I really enjoy more life. I enjoyed it way more than views. Um, it's just a great album, and the more I listen mixtape. to it, huh? Mixtape. Yeah. Oh, mixtape playlist. Whatever. Whatever he wants to call it. Um. But I just enjoy it, and I enjoy it more every time we listen to it, which is almost every time we get in the car. Facts. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it's definitely one of Drake's best projects. Some people are saying it's top three. It's better than Views. It's top four. To me, it's not nothing was the same. That's still Drake's best project all around. Take Care is his most influential album. 
but at the same time, it's a classic in my book. In my book, not general, like, oh, it's a classic, but in my book, it's a classic, because I just, like, you know, take care. But moving on, we got another album to talk about. My man, Ricky Rose, King of Wingstop Wangs. <laughs> Shout out to Marquisha. <laughs> what? Because, did you see that video of her listening to Rick Ross' album, Eating Them Wingstop Wings? With her pinky finger up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings still better. but Of course. Not even. Come on. No comparison. But Rick Ross. Like, Ross is honestly very slept on as a lyricist in my book. Like, even before the album dropped, I, I wanted, yeah, honestly, I feel like, like, people don't give him his credit as a lyricist. Like, he, he really be giving bars and yeah, all of that, absolutely. but I don't think people give him his credit because of how, what he's lyrical about and all that, you know, money, you know, cars, hoes, drugs, lies, <laughs> stuff like that. So, it's like, you, people don't put him up there because of what he raps about but I'm like you could be lyrical about almost anything as long as you know but anyway rather you than me definitely one of Ross's best projects since I want to say god dang what's that thing I keep forgetting the name of this dang on album crap I can't think of it but it's been his, it, to me it's his best album since God Forgives I Don't and that's been a while that was like what three four years ago almost what was that 2013 I think 2012 I think it's 2012 let me ask my good girl Google hold yeah, up ch- check Google but and also check his uh, discography okay. but yeah definitely one of his best albums since then because I hated Mastermind I hated I wouldn't say I hated Mastermind. Mastermind was just underwhelming as hell, which doesn't help. And all it cause it's like it, it was like okay, and like I enjoyed the lives, but I just wasn't <laughs> feeling it. And then twenty twelve, you, you're right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's the album before that? Teflon Don. There we go. And what was before that? Black. No, wait, wait. That's not in order. Hold it's up. Not. No. What kind of stupid... I know Teflon Down was definitely a great-ass album. It was a great album. Great album. Like, it was a great album. Teflon Down. Why is this not in order? 2000. Teflon Down was in 2010. Yeah, yeah, that was... I think that was the album, because that had almost everything that was like, yo, this Ross... Dude, Ross Cole. I think that was his most commercially successful album, though. What was that? What's Ashes to Ashes? I don't remember that. That's okay. probably was a mixtape. Okay. Trilla was before Teflon Don. Okay, it wasn't Trilla. Then it was Teflon Don now I'm thinking of. Like I said, and then what What came out after Mastermind? Because that was trash. That was definite. That was Black, Black Market. Market. <laughs> that was absolute trash. <laughs> like, I didn't even listen to it. That's how bad. Like, just the, I think the few chosen tracks that just dropped I was not vibing with it so it was like I knew it was just trash it was just trash Black Dollar was decent that was trash too 
I like one song. Hold on. Wait, wait. Black Dollar was the mixtape. The mixtape, yeah. I like Black Dollar. I was gonna say I I heard it from you. Yeah, yeah. I I like Black Dollar. That was a sign. Like, okay, he's getting it together and all of that. That Money and Power song is dope. That was cold. The song with the dream was cold on there too. But anyway, focus on the current album at hand. Rather you than me. So. But rather you than me, I knew it was cold as soon as he dropped the single with Ty Dollar. And like he sounded like he cared again. And then you get in the Bishop, known as Ty Dollar Sign on the track. And Ty Dollar Sign took off. Then the intro track, like when you finally get to the album, the intro track, when he opened up the song, the first 30 seconds almost, he said, I told Meek. Not to trust me. <laughs> I was like, I had to, I had to go back. I had to go back. I was like, let make sure he said this nice and clear. Huh. So <laughs> he said, he told me, I don't trust Nikki, but I'm gonna let my bro do his thing. I ain't gonna get mad at him. Let him be a head ass goofy. He did that. Did it as such. I respect it. Now we're gonna be blessed. With quality Ross lies and bars, and all of that, and we're gonna see, and then we ended up seeing Meek later in the album, so we know that he 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 understood, he understood the message. Ross knows what the hell he's talking about at the end of the day, but anyway, but Raphael Sadiq was also featured on the song. Dude took off. He of course. took off. What like, was that? Millie rocked in and he took off man, like a quality of Millie rock. He, tweak, he, he took off. Like Raphael really t- took off. He, um, sh- well, just one thing. All the features, like Ross always gets the best out of people on these albums, no matter what. Uh, he'll find a way to bring the best out of you. You know, Raphael Sadiq is already cold, but that, like this feature alone was just super cold. Then he got on, then second track. Uh, Santorini Grease or whatever it's called. Mm. There we go. The Grease song. <laughs> R- Ross alone just spitting bars for like five minutes. Luxury bars. Type of bars you listen to when you going downtown. You eating at uh, what you'll call it. Papa Do's. And you know you about to get at, at, I get it. But anyway. You about to take your ch- no. at me and shush me? Possibly. Really? Possibly. Chris J. We're not doing this. Okay, fine. Thank you. We'll finish this conversation offline. (laughs) (laughs) But, as I was saying, type of music that you listen to, taking your chick to Papa Do's or some fancy downtown restaurant where you got it, where you're mandatory for a $50 tip. Mandatory $50 tip. Sad, but true. But luxury music like that. Type chick you take your girl to. Good song. Next, we got Idols Before Become Rivals. My man's Ross did what he had to do for the culture. And it did hurt his soul because you felt the pain. Little bro now. He did it for little bro now. (laughs) Little bro now. (laughs) And also he did it for DJ Khaled. And I want. I really wonder what Birdman did to DJ Khaled. I really want to know, cause G Khaled does nothing to nothing. nobody. All he do 
is be the middleman of all the people who hate each other. He be having featured on their songs and stuff like on them songs. And all he do is love his son and his fiance. Exactly. Like all that's all he do is love, man. And pray and say good Snapchat. morning to his flowers and I just Jet don't understand. And just live life. Man. Yes. Do all he do is live life. I don't know how you can hate, how you screw over a man like that. But Birdman deserve everything that came to him by these dangerous Rick Ross bars and all of that. It's a diss song, but it was done for the culture. Mm-hmm. It had to been done for the culture. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, and for that the- Nicki Minaj is how you make a this record that's also a hit record exactly because that's being played on the radio and we're not going to go into the the tragedy known as no frauds song is turd sandwich to the t but anyway like ross broke it down man he was hurt he didn't want to do this to Birdman g but fam had he had to expose fam oh yeah i hate the bulls Side note, I hate the Bulls. They just beat Cleveland. Even though Cleveland been stinky, but at the same time, this is why I hate the Bulls. I don't want these niggas in the playoffs. Just to lose to Cleveland or have a fake fake news competitive series against Mm -hmm. the fake news Boston Celtics. But anyway, (laughs) that's another story to sell. But anyway, Ross D. We had to do for the culture. Destroy Birdman. Expose Birdman. Pay the producers, Birdman. Give us Carter Five. Give look. Give Drake what he is old. You could keep Nikki because y'all <laughs> both are made for each other. Just trash. Just trash. Dead. Pro- oh no, wait, no, 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 wait, wait. I'm I'm thinking dead present because future is cold. Yes, future, of future was cold on there. Jeezy was a waste of time and effort, but that's life and all of that. But trap, trap, trap. A cold Wale verse and another Shout example. Shout out to Wale's baby. She is so adorable. I didn't know you had a kid. But I showed you pictures of her. That shows how forgettable the kid is. You know what? That was a trash statement. Because that little girl is beautiful. She is so chocolate with those chubby cheeks. Her name start with a Z. I don't know how to pronounce it. You about to Google her? No. I'm about to show you a text that happened earlier that kind of defines how I feel about the baby. Oh, I know. <laughs> You about to show that text from Tori that's in the group chat. Yep, that so say she I. She's I. Right. <laughs> that's how I feel about Wally's kids. She I. Right. No, she's adorable. I guess. What? Let me show you. I'm not about to look at it. Yes, you I are. Don't care. Yes, you are. I don't care. Yes, you are. Go ahead, finish talk about the album. But anyway, trap, trap, trap was cold. Thugger took off. We got a great Wale verse, which is. One in a million nowadays, because all he do is whine and complain. And love on his baby. And I respect Dave. As long as you're being a good father, do that, bro, bro. But thank you for giving us a quality Wale verse we haven't heard in years. Years. Hurts to say, because I was a Wale stan. Tragic Gano. Look at this little girl. Well, this she sadly she's gonna call mild sauce milds. But look at this. 
this baby? She looked just like him. It's she scary. does. And she's adorable. As long as she says mild sauce and not milds from Harold's. And she's adorable. Just don't say miles like your goofy old daddy. But anyway. Dead Presence was fire. What else was this? It was a lot. Of, overall, the album was good up and down. In my opinion, it's slightly better than More Life. Solely because Ross just took off on the whole album. And like, his beat selection is always... A1. A1. Always A1. I don't have a... I won't ever have a problem with Rick Ross and production on the album. It's just the quality of the music itself. But this is like... Literally, he. This is the best he's done in a long time. And also, he watched Nas again, which I'm all for because... Jay-Z won. Nas is mid. Forever will be mid besides Illmatic. And uh, what was that other Nas album? Not God's Son because that was mid besides Ether. There we go. It was written. Mm -hmm. So, once again, he has a low field goal percentage when it comes to albums. But, hey, it's okay. It happens. I agree. This Rick Ross album was really good. Because I'm not a Rick Ross fan. I recognize that he has bars and that his beat selection is always dope. Um, But his last couple of albums I haven't really been able to listen to. Like Christian Aplam. And then I'll just pluck one or two songs out. But this album was actually very dope. I deleted all that whole album. (laughs) Yeah. This album was very dope. So... Um, very much enjoying it. Alright. And then Kendrick blessed us the past week, actually. Shout out to my fave. That's literally the GOAT right there, my man. Kendrick Lamar. That's the GOAT right now, man. Better than Eminem. Definitely better than Nas. Definitely. He's top five, man. Top five all time right now. Yeah, I put him in there. I know, but he gave us two classic albums. Mm -hmm. And then the Heart series is literally one of the coldest things out right now. Amongst, like, rap series. So, the Heart Part 4. Started off cool, Mm -hmm. calm, you know, all of that. Don't tell a lie on me. Exactly. Don't tell no lie. I won't tell the truth about you. Facts. Don't tell a lie on me. I won't tell the truth about you. Beat drops. <laughs> Rest in peace, Big Shine, and whatever of career you thought you deserved to have, because you already dropped the mid ass album. I'm on record as saying it's a mid ass album, and it still will be a mid ass album. Turn garbage album after Kendrick drops and blesses us. Supposedly now the rumor is tomorrow, but April seventh at the latest, Kendrick will be. Blessing the and culture. I can't wait. Kendrick yeah. has been my fave since overly dedicated. Been my fave. Been her fave since overly dedicated. Facts. My God. <laughs> but literally, he destroyed Big Sean. And many, if you don't know why he's dishing, dissing Big Sean. It's because Big Sean won't stop complaining like a little hoe about control and all of that because Kendrick said his name. He said a lot of names. He said a lot of names. He said a lot of names. But Kendrick did his thug dizzle 
kept it G and it just went off and all of that. Like it's a, a spirit of competition and all of that. That's what Kendrick wants. Mm-hmm. And he's a big shine. He thinks it's a joke. He says like, yeah, I'm tired. Uh, ooh, off the champ, disrespecting me. Hey, I had a better verse. Yeah, he no, said he you got didn't. The best verse on exactly. Control. I'm like, nigga, no. You got the fourth best verse because we split Kendrick's verse in half now. <laughs> We're gonna keep it G. We split Kendrick's verse in half. So the first, the second half of Kendrick's verse, after, when he said the names, that's the best part of Control. I agree. Then third is J Electronica's a verse. And, you know, I still try and decipher the whole verse, <laughs> but at the same time, it was cold still. and all of that. Talking about the rosemary flowers yes. and stuff like that. But it was cold, though. It sounded nice for the culture. But then Kendrick's, the first half of Kendrick's verse is three, and then Big Sean's verse. That's how we feel. It's, it's G. <laughs> I'm keeping the G right now. So in Christian's book, he had the fourth best verse. No lies was told. Yeah, he and he did give a shot at Drake, but him and Kendrick and Drake have such a weird. They have that subliminal love hate relationship mm-hmm. and all of that. I'm mad at it. Yeah, so it's like I'm not. I don't care. Like that's what they do to each other. So part part four definitely. Fire got me pumped. He said April 7th, step your game up or get out the way. He already got two chains to push back his album. Did which, he? yeah, I know, which is, which hurts my heart because I was hoping to bless greatness of Kendrick with the great ignorance of two chains. Pretty girls like trap. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Pretty girls like trap. Like, literally, my, my fiance, pretty girl likes trap. I do. She do, see? But anyway. <laughs> He literally, it's and plus I think it's just a respect thing. Also, like let Kendrick shine. Two chains, two chains, two chains. Literally, he was MVP last year, so it's like, look, I could wait, man. I could wait. Speaking of slept on rappers, two chains. Facts. We always say this. Well, you always say. You always say this. Two chains is terribly criminally slept on, but hey, that's what happens. Like when, you, like I said, people think when they think of Two Chains, they focus on his outlandish, wacky things to say. But like he be making fire music though. Like it, it sounds fire. It just it's goofy mm-hmm. and all of that. And that's been his style. And I respect him because of it. It's just mm-hmm. I just want him to make a consistently solid album. Though. I agree. Like the mixtapes, it's like ooh okay, doing the stuff. There's a the album time comes. It's like. <clears throat> Ah, mm-hmm. do so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Kyler Grove was technically an album, right? It was. That was a good Two Chains album. He, he carried Lil Wayne, so and brought the best out of Lil Wayne too. But yeah, back to Kendrick. Heart Part Four, solid. Then today, he drops Humble, which is dope too. Super fire, and pretty much he shut everybody like all his critics saying, "Oh, Kendrick don't make bangers." Mm-hmm. Well, Kendrick made a banger. <laughs> you going to sit in your car, play it at loud, ignorant levels, and wait. you could bang it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. And I can't wait. I definitely can't. I can't wait till y'all miss the concept of the damn album oh, like you always yes. do about Kendrick. Yes. Because y'all don't listen to music mm-hmm. and all of that. I respect it. But at the same time, 
Kendrick about to bless us. The gold is going to bless us. 2017. It's only well, it's technically it's April. Technically, it's the, it's the 30th of March, but it's technically April in my book, and it's already better than last year in terms of music. I agree. And I'm all in for it. Facts, my guy. Now, if we get Carter Five, is lit. Mm, maybe if if Birdman breaks down and give us Carter Five, and the album is good, then it's lit. Facts. <laughs> if we just get it and the album's trash, I mean, it's just like, oh, uh, maybe you should have kept this locked up. That's true. But anyway, moving on, let's talk about. The event that happened on Twitter recently, Uber Bay. So, the story of Uber Bay. There's so many wacky base stories lately on Twitter. It's kind of like, okay, I think y'all just trying to get a movie script about your stuff. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I heard about it, and then I read it. It's funny-ish. It's comical. But at the same time, it's just an example of, and somebody tweeted this. Well, a lot of people tweeted it. So whoever was the originator of the tweet, respect. Example of how God will always place you at the right time, yes. at the right place. Yes. Especially when evil is being done. Yes. That's an example of like, well, if you're doing dirt in a non-married relationship, but you're in a committed relationship and you're doing wrong, God still cares. Because what's done in the dark will always come to the light. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So pretty much the story, well, a summary of Uber Bay. So Uber Bay pretty much, Shorty was uh, Shorty, the main, the girl who told the story, the Uber driver, she's an Uber driver. She left her boyfriend crib and all of that because, well, she was going to, she was with her boyfriend, spent the night. He was going to go out. He he lied to say he was going out and going out of town to. To visit his dying mother, which is trifling in itself. That's just disrespectful for one. Like, gee, if you're going to lie, at least don't use your mama. Like, yes, if you're trying to get out that jam, okay, I, I understand using your mama, but don't, don't, don't no, karma is real. Mm-hmm. Like, karma is real. Now you just, like, literally, when it happens, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're going to break down and you're going to cry like a little hoe. I'm going to laugh <laughs> for the culture. <laughs> but dude used his mama saying she's dying, she's in the hospital, got to go out of town, wipe bam, see her. So his girl's like, all right, cool. So... So she left. So she's doing. She's an Uber driver, like I mentioned. So she's driving around, picking up Uber. She dropped him off at the airport. Oh, yeah, she dropped him off at the airport. Picked somebody else up at Nigga. the airport. Well, no, later in the day, picked up somebody else at the airport. So she, so she picks this person up. Can you just imagine? I'm uh, a Uber driver, right? You know, getting money not only for myself, but for you too. Then I go to the airport, you know, trying to collect a little extra guala, 
pick this shorty up. She like, yeah, I'm in town to see my man. We haven't seen each other in a while. She like, oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, and they just driving. She offered her some water. She in the backseat drinking her water. Um, she letting her use the aux cord. Playing her music, you know, being a good Uber she driver. She was playing love songs too, <laughs> by her man. Shorty, like, talking about how much she loved a man, how she haven't seen her man in a while. And driving like, oh, that's so sweet. So, whole time she driving, she like, oh, my boyfriend live in this apartment complex. They get there, Shorty like, let me text him find out the apartment number. So, since... The driver's boyfriend lives there. She like, okay, I'm going to go through this way. Because, you know, I know this area until you figure out which one. Then they slowly easing up. She see her boyfriend car in the driveway. So she like, hmm, he's supposed to be at the airport. Then Shorty says, oh, it's right here. That's my boyfriend car. I can just imagine that moment. I could just imagine everything going red. Like, what you mean this your man car? This can't be your man car. This our man car. What you mean? So, dude come out trying to greet his side piece, trying to grab her bags. Then he see his actual girlfriend. And what does he do? He runs like a little bitch. Sensor buddy. But he runs. And what does she do? Like a thoroughbred, she hopped out the driver's <laughs> seat and hunt him down. Okay? She start wailing on him. Pop, 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 pop. Then she said, I guess the nurturing side in Shorty welled up at her. And she like, that's my man. Get your hands off of him. Pop, hit her. Once again, I can only imagine her seeing red. I could, ooh, in that situation, I could just imagine her head spinning like the exodus. You hit me. Ah! And then she well done shorty too. So now, dude trying to pull her off shorty. Man, you my man. You supposed to defend me. But you up here being a bag boy and trying to get her bags. Oh, okay. Cool. So she like, she lead them towards the car. Because shorty bag's still in the car. Drive off with shorty bags. Once again, I'm not mad at it. Okay. So he texted her like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Can you bring her bags back? Shorty left her sunglasses, her luggage in there, everything. <laughs> she took pictures with Shorty's glasses like, what mm-hmm. glasses? It's a nice day out here, luggage and all. Now, she put up a little picture of a gasoline can. I don't know if she actually blew Shorty stuff up. But once again, can't be mad at that. Because you know what? He trifling. How dare you lie on your mother? I just, mm mm. Trifling. What you got to say, Mr. J? <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much, she pretty much described the story word for word. Well, not word for word, but action for action. Like I said, dude is a goofy. Like, if you're going to be a goofy and cheat, because like I said, if you cheat, you're a goofy in my book. I have no sympathy. But if you're going to do all of that, plan accordingly. 
Like, you, you, you don't bring her to the crib. You don't bring her to your crib. You don't. Like, you put her in a hotel. Y'all chill at the hotel. You got a lot of knowledge. No, I'm just saying what I saw on Twitter. Oh, okay. And all of that. Like, I'm not, I'm too sensitive to cheat, so I can't do it. I'm not smart enough to do it. You too sensitive or you too in love? Too in love, too sensitive, and I'm scared of you. Good. So. Good. Uh, But, yeah. Like, folks really handled it really like a goofy and all of that. Like, gee, and then on top of that, you treating her too nice. You. I'm sorry, you treated, you treated Shorty too nice, like, gee. You, you waited for her outside, gee. You let her get out the car. Because, like I said, if your chick is an Uber driver, because literally, like, especially for one, that's another reason why not to cheat on a chick who drives Uber. You don't know. And if you're deciding mm-hmm. to play dirt, you don't know who she's picking up. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, play mm-hmm. your cards right, G. Tell your, tell your side chick to use Lyft, if that's the case. About- <laughs> you- How about don't have a side chick? That too. Like the moral at the end of the day is you see how you see how hard it is to just hold a secret and trying to carry a side piece. Eventually, the, your goofiness, your dark side, is gonna come to the light. Mm-hmm. Everybody loses. Mm-hmm. Now he now he's stuck. No, well, the side chick probably left him because she didn't. He didn't get her get her stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably realized it got burnt down. So now she is just stuck. And all of that with no clothes, mm-hmm. in a city, beat up, no both luggage. of them beat up, no luggage. So she probably was like, you know what, take me back to the airport now, mm-hmm. and then left. So now he has not one woman to touch him right now. And that's what he get. And if I was the Uber driver, I would have put his picture up because I would want everybody to know who this man is. How dare you, you trifling nigga. And that is the story of Uberman. Trifling. And so this is something next topic I don't know what the hell is wrong with you curie niggas and females. Yes, I use the word females. But y'all ain't like y'all too damn good for Red Lobster now. What you talking about? So, I meant to tell you this, but I forgot. But I can break it down now Got for everybody. Now. No, 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 no. So, past two days on Twitter... Somebody's literally trying to cause Twitter-like chaos amongst the Curie community of Facebook, pretty much. Getting mugs riled out, slandering, saying that uh, Red Lobster isn't a good enough date for a first date now. Why? I don't know. She, she, has, no, she has no man, so I could care less. She has no man, so it's like, and I see your post... So it's like you come off as, well, I need a man because I'm a good girl. That don't work no more. If if it don't work for good good guy niggas, it definitely don't work for good girl girls. Like I don't care. Like your 
I don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't disrespect Red Lobster. Beyonce co-signed for Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z loves Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. So when he gets, when he pleases Beyonce to her maximum levels, he gets taken to Red Lobster. <laughs> Clearly Jay-Z loves Red Lobster. And Blue <laughs> loves the biscuits. So I don't have no problems with Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. And I just hate when mugs sit there and expect a first date to run money because how it's a 80 percent chance it's not gonna be another a second date mm-hmm. it's not so you'd be lucky to for me to spend more than 30 dollars on a first date mm-hmm. i mean just be happy with that like honestly how much does well, well, I, I didn't pay for you on our No, first you date. didn't pay for me on my first I date. I intended to, because, but you stood in front of me. Yep, because I didn't know if I was going to like you. And so I just made sure that I had money to pay for my food as well as um, a way to get out of there. If I didn't like you and you were crazy. Exactly. But now y'all feel so, well. Now I will say y'all, but some of y'all feel so entitled. Where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. and like I said, I had full intentions of paying for Kenny and all of that. She just like stood in line. I was like, okay, like yeah, because you got in front of me. Um, you got in front of me, and you placed your order. And then I was going, and play, then you stepped to the side. So I. You can order and for yourself. I said, this is what I want, girl. Here is my money. And then I was like, oh. That's right. Exactly. That's what happened. So, I'm just like, what's the big deal about if you, somebody has the money to take Red Lobster on the first date? It's not Kitty. Like, like literally, how's Red Lobster Kitty? It's nothing Kitty about seafood. Me and Kitty went to a taco joint downtown well the neighborhood taco joint downtown and i was excellent mm-hmm. and I all agree. of that and that's a first date and we could have easily walked around downtown for a first date too if we wanted to but we didn't mm-hmm. so it's just like i don't get the slander of red lobster and i'm not i'm just tired of lonely people talking about what it what is right for a relationship and for dates and stuff because you're lonely I just don't understand what people expect their first date to be. I don't want freaking Valentine's date dates. <laughs> like how like a date is an investment, you know what I'm saying? Facts. Just like that business card in your hand, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but a date is an investment. And I just as long as y'all are doing something nice where you get to know each other. And that's the main thing. Get right. to know each other. You, you get ain't getting to know each other at Red Lobster. You going to eat lobster. Shrimp. Biscuits. You are getting to know each other because you got to sit there and talk. You looking across the table or sitting next to this person that you thinking about, hmm, maybe I want to date you. And y'all are actually holding a conversation. You putting your phone down to actually see what this person is about. Hmm, is this somebody I could date? 
Is this somebody that I can be vulnerable with? Is this somebody that I could possibly fall in love with? Like, I just don't understand why people want these $500 dates on the first date. And then you don't even know if you're going to like this person. Like, just even if y'all been talking on the phone or texting, like, a date is completely different. Because once you're sitting down at dinner, then... (laughs) Once you sit down at dinner, then you can see different habits. You can see how he eats. You can see how she drinks her water. You can see the way they react to people in public. You can see if they the type with wondering eyes. You can pick up on their body language. It's just, it's so many things you can pick up. And people are so worried about the price tag that's attached to the date instead of the actual quality of the date, which is what matters. Now, if you the type of person where you like, I don't want to go to White Castle on the first date, okay, that's fine. You say, I want to go to a restaurant, okay. I mean, I just don't understand nice if something... Right, and even if you're the type of person that you just don't like Red Lobster because you don't like their food, okay, that's one thing. But my thing is, just because you have a preference, you don't have to slander a restaurant for everybody else and say, oh, that's not good enough. Like, if you're the type of person where, okay, you require a $500 date, okay, that's fine. You will suck a white is name. Whoa, 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 whoa. Keeping it G. Whoa. This is the keeping it G episode. Whoa. Keeping it G. Whoa. 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 Stop twitching that lip because I see it. (laughs) But if that's what you require, if that's your standard, then guess what? You're going to meet somebody that's going to meet that standard. But what you're not going to do is slander Red Lobster for the rest of us that like Red Lobster, okay? Just because you have a preference doesn't mean that you need to slander everybody else's preference. Because guess what? You're going to be slandering people's preferences at home alone with your lonely fingers, okay? Exactly. I just don't understand that. And then, and then on top of that, earlier in the week, uh, some chick was uh, trying to say she'll walk out on a Groupon date. Groupon? Why? Exactly. You get some good deals on Groupon, okay? Exactly. Literally, some of me and Kenny's best fooding experiences, food dates, mm-hmm. involve Groupon. Mm-hmm. It involve Groupon. Like, you... I literally on both our birthdays, at least a couple of our birthdays since we've been together, were Groupon dates where it was someplace new, mm-hmm. up north. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up north. <laughs> I'm like, it's really, we've never been nowhere out south, but uh, up north. And it was new, the food was good, it was low key, and it was quality. Mm hmm. We still gotta go back to that dive bar because that joint Yeah, that dive bar was fire. Point. That dive bar was so fire in that Italian place. That where, Italian place. That Italian place point. where the, uh, you took me on my birthday yep. and the dude thought I was a rapper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was a rapper. That was literally funny as hell to me. Because dude was like, yo, uh, you rap? I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> like, it's my birthday. I'm just, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, we got out of a Cadillac. You had like. A whole Adidas fit on with some. What'd you have on um, your Tim's? Yeah, 
Yeah, I had my Timberlands on. Yeah. Oh, damn. So. I did pick the criteria. And, <laughs> and I had my Chicago Savage Afro. He, yeah, exactly. Oh. So you got out and you probably looked him up and down. So he like, yo, you rap me? Like, no. You should like, say, yeah, maybe we would have got our meal comped. No, he probably would have told me to get the hell out. Cause he he might have like been rapping. scared. Scared of what? I don't know. I'm, I smiled. I walked in with a smile for my birthday and everything. But like I said, we walk. We had it was a quality. It was quality though, because it was like the soprano type feel mm-hmm. in there. It was nice. It was intimate. So we were able to sit there and just look at each other Facts. and eat. And the food was on point. That ravioli I had was fire. <laughs> it was a, a what? It was a. It was a. Was it crab or lobster ravioli? I think I forgot, but it was so fire. It's probably lobster. It was a lobster ravioli. See, see. Mm-hmm. While y'all trying to get three hundred dollar, they said Papa Do's where they just microwave the damn food. Okay, don't slander Papa Do's, buddy, because it's already on your list of places to take me. If you want microwave food, okay. You never been there, so don't slander. I heard the food is microwave. You don't go off what people say. We find out things on our own. Just know if Just I feel know, like my food was microwaved, I am not tipping. Yes, you are. You're getting a dollar tip. No, you're not. Two dollars. No. Tree. No. No tip. Really? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you always looking for a reason not to tip. Oh, well, you're the same. No, I'm not, because I always tip. Babe, if a woman looks at me too long, or just, well, I understand looking at me and all that's disrespectful and not acknowledging your presence, but even if she stares me up and down, you tell me not to tip her. Because you know what? That's disrespectful. If you're going to stare at my man while I'm sitting at this table, nope. Nope. I ain't apologizing. I ain't sorry. She's not. She's really not. Oh uh, yeah, so like if you're telling me not to tip for the pettiest of reasons. That's not a petty well, it's reason. Well, not a petty reason. That's disrespectful. Yeah. So why can't I not tip if they don't bring water when my water's low or uh, they always bring you water. I'm the one that be thirsty, have to drink off your cup. Then when they see me drinking out of your cup, then they like, oh, here's your water. Exactly. So you all, your drink is always replenished. Exactly, which is why, no, why so I fact that into why I don't tip. Cause you're gonna tip. You tip. But see, okay, what if it was a, a a gay dude who and he kept staring at me? Should I not tip him? If he keeps staring at you, he disrespectful. And he doesn't get the tip. Right. So that's so the what only does that way. have to do? So. The only way somebody is not getting a tip is if they disrespectful. That's it. Other than that, we tip. So besides staring at me, what is considered disrespectful? It's all in the body language. It's in the way that they talk. The way that they pour, the way that they <laughs> serve the food, just the way that they react to you. So if she said, you need some more water, baby, he good. He good. He ain't thirsty. 
and we need another waitress. If you know they on she only look at you. Hey, how you doing? I'm over here. And he mine. No tip. So disrespect is the only thing I don't allow. Other than that, I'm all for support. Tip, 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 tip. Okay. But like I said, point of the matter is. I mean, would you tip if somebody was flirting with me? I kill So I just tip the next person who comes to wait serve us after I kill folks. Or like this one time when we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, not me and you, but we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and our waitress was terrible. But the guy that kept bringing us our food. He was wonderful. He's the one that kept checking on us. Actually, he had on an orange polo. I don't know what that means. Oh, there you go. I need an orange polo. Um, But he kept checking on us, bringing us our food and everything like that. So at the end of the meal, guess who got the tip? He did. We waited for him. Hey, here you go. This is yours. Guess what? Go and get a plastic bag because you deserve it. But yeah, at the end of the day, you ungrateful people gotta stop slandering Mug's choices on dates. Cause I got a ring, well, I put a ring on it, and we don't do expensive dates like y'all require. And y'all still single, claim y'all go on dates, but there's no uh, proof that you're still with that person. So, as in, you let a dude waste his money. Guys don't want to waste their money. I mean, some people only do it for the free meals. Quite and I understand people. that. Then keep it as such. But just don't complain up on Facebook later saying what what you want mm-hmm. and all I of agree. that. That's all. Literally, I don't care. I agree. There's no good dudes in Chicago. Okay. That's a sound like a personal problem and all of that. <laughs> Chicago, literally, it's savages everywhere. If you attract savages in Chicago, you're going to attract a savage in Philadelphia. You are you're going to attract correct. a savage in New York with Timberlands mm-hmm. around his neck. Mm-hmm. You're going to attract a savage <laughs> in Texas who wears the little cowboy collared ties <laughs> and all of that. And, will call, and probably will call the police on you mm-hmm. and El Florida and where they would just say oh wait I was protecting myself oh, and all of that mm-hmm. I was standing my ground and all <laughs> of that cause you wanted to cause you being disrespectful mm-hmm. or God forbid you go to Cali and do probably just uh, either playing it low key oh, or, or that's that's Cali in Atlanta if we don't keep it G but yeah you know what I'm trying to say it's savages everywhere if you attract a savage, analyze yourself. Fix yourself. <laughs> and see why do you attract a savage. Because literally, correct, most of my friends single, they real solid, well-mannered men. So it's like, hey, I could toss you that out of you, man. My man's day trail single. He, he's looking. Shout out to Trail Sal. My man, his brother, Catrell. Good, solid man. Got money in the bank account. Look, he'll take you out. Yeah, he's a little rough around the edges, <laughs> but he's still recovering and all of that. But he's a good, solid guy. 
He loves his mama. He takes care of his siblings and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Look, tossing my homeboys out of the oops and all of that. Mm-hmm. But no. No. Y'all claim to be good girls, but you attract savages. Mm-hmm. Connect the dots and fix yourself. Same with guys. I'm tired of the good guy, good girl crap. Just stop it as a whole. If you attract savages, clearly there's something wrong with yourself. Check yourself or you wreck yourself. Facts. But anyway, Dave Chappelle. Welcome back, Dave Chappelle. Welcome back. Watching that day, well, those Dave Chappelle stand-ups made me realize how much I miss Dave Chappelle. So, welcome back, brother. Thanks. Which one you want to talk about first? One or two? Which one did you like more? See, I would say I like both equally for their own unique reasons. So, the first one, since that was the first one I saw, first one I could tell... Well, they both were old. Like they're like the first one I think was two years old, and the second one was like from last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. So the first one he was still getting back in his groove mm-hmm. and all that, which I could tell. But I like the whole concept of him have saying the four times he met OJ, turn him to a joke, mm-hmm. turn into jokes or stories, walk the bam. But I could tell he started off slow, mm-hmm. and it picked up, especially around the time the. Uh, the third time he met OJ and all of that, that's when it was like, oh, yeah, he's in his groove. He's got it. Jokes is flying and all of that. I respect. I love the Kevin Hart story. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like, it reminded me of the Nick Cannon one from, uh, like, almost a new version of the Nick Cannon uh, joke from uh, Dave from Chappelle's show when his son was like, Nick Cannon's hilarious, dad. <laughs> and then, yes, that, like, that reminded me of that. But and Dave's talking about how hey, well, dang, he got more money than me. His show is one twenty, mine's is eighty seven. What the mm-hmm. hell? <laughs> and then the, and then I know it was problematic, but the Bill Cosby jokes were funny. The Bill Cosby jokes were hilarious. Hilarious. Then two was consistently funny. Like it was just it was consistently funny. Nothing really stood out. But it was very consistently funny. The jokes were there consistently. It wasn't like I wouldn't. It's really hard to say that was his best and all that because nothing really stood out jokes wise. But it was just so like, oh, man, like he was hitting you back to back to back to back to back, Mm -hmm. which I like, which is cool for me. Yeah, for the second one, you could tell he was like a lot more comfortable. He was in his groove. He like actually like sat down, started smoking a cigarette. Yeah, that swagger. little Wayne joke, that that was my favorite. <laughs> little Wayne was wild. That <laughs> that little Wayne joke when he was saying Lil Wayne was on CSI, that was my favorite joke. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> but um, yeah, like um, I watched it twice. I watched both of them without you because I know it take you a long time to watch stuff on Netflix. It really is. Anything um, as a whole. I it's true it because you don't like to sit through stuff. Like, I can sit through, um, like, a whole season 
like by myself but with you we can only do like three episodes then you'll be like oh well <clears throat> okay let's see what else is on tv let's see what game is on and i'll be like wait it's just getting to the good episode you like we'll finish later we still haven't finished Luke Cage together, I so I had to finish it by myself. <laughs> I know. Because you just can't sit through stuff. Like, yeah, I know. You don't have the attention span for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I watched them twice. So the first time I watched them by myself and sorry, I um watched the second one first because people were saying the second one was funnier. And then I watched the first one. And I agreed the second one was consistently funny. The first one um, got really funny towards the end. Um, And then the second time I watched it, I watched it with you. And we watched the first one first. I got the hiccups. The first one first and then the second one. Um, But the second one was just hilarious to me. Like... The jokes about his kids um, were hilarious. Um, him, him going up to the school. Like, it was just, I was just happy to be able to see Dave Chappelle back. That made me happy. Agreed. And plus, so this leads me to my tangent. And this is, once again, social media just doing the most pissing me off. How are you going to sit here and say a comedian's being problematic? Mm-hmm. You know... They ain't near. Every joke they make is problematic. What you expect from jokes? Mm-hmm. Every joke is a problem. Is problematic to a, to some degree, mm-hmm. whether it's a degree of one or a degree to ten. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle, he just happens to consistently be at level nine and ten. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he will make rape jokes. Is rape funny? No, no it's not. But when it involves Bill Cosby, it's pretty damn funny. funny. And all of that. Because it actually has to be funny. But most of the time, if it's from anybody else, not as in a professional, I'm not laughing about a rape joke. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This is prison rape. Mm-hmm. Prison rape is hilarious. Yes. It really is. But uh-huh. coming from a comedian, I know it's a double standard. It's not. It's, it's unfortunate, sadly. But anytime you make a joke, offenses part of part of it mm-hmm. so you're gonna get offended if you we card it mm-hmm. so if you in a way you're saying whenever y'all claim to drag people you're offending them because you're being offensive you're you're being offensive towards them you're being offensive uh you're saying offensive things to them so which is anti-comatic because you're going in on somebody and expecting them to be like Okay, mm-hmm. like yeah, they're gonna get offended, but at the same time, you're cracking jokes for our laughter and yourself, and expecting us to be like, okay, mm-hmm. like so. From comedians, they're paid to crack jokes and all of that. If you also saying Chicago mugs are problematic, because all we do is say and fry people. Yep, I mean, calling somebody a head ass probably gonna be my uh my kid's fifth word. <laughs> Goofy being number six, and God forbid it's in the same sentence. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just gonna is. probably gonna happen. Yeah. So I was like, hey, what do you, what do you, like this is this it really blows my mind. What what can a comedian 
not say if this is the case. Like, I understand we're very PC right now. I understand that, so we have to watch what we say. And many probably gonna already cut off the podcast. I don't give a f- at the end okay, of the day baby. because okay. this is my show and problematic is life. I am sensitive to all causes. I will be an ally to all causes at the end of the day. Well, except white causes because those those tears I need it keeps me keeps me going through life. But <laughs> no matter who you are, it's in my God fearing nature to show love and support you at the end of the day Mm -hmm. but when jokes are flying i'm ignorant enough to just to laugh it doesn't mean i'm immature it doesn't mean nothing it just means to me it's like hey it was funny it was Mm -hmm. it made me laugh Mm -hmm. it did and it's nothing wrong with that like i know certain things like it's like it's on it's edgy to laugh at but hey like, we go to repass and we crack jokes on dead people. Oh my god! Who? Who you never been? That? You never been around my family doing a repass. And y'all crack jokes on dead people. Yeah, I heard it. This the family I'm marrying into. My God. We crack jokes on people at repasses too. We fight at repasses. Literally, you you come into a very kind of problematic family. <laughs> <laughs> what was that laugh? You sound like Woody Woodpecker. I know. But That's why it will be no liquor at the reception. Don't tell people that. It won't be. All right. They need to be prepared. Okay. But anyway, I don't know what y'all want out of comedians. Because when y'all drag people, those are jokes. They're offensive. We laugh. If. I just... I just don't get it. People... Anybody offended by Dave Chappelle's stand-up... You don't know... Didn't watch Chappelle's show. Pretty much. Like, people just... And you could tell, like, people just be going along with stuff just because everybody go along with it. Because for anybody to be like, oh my God, he's so offensive. Y'all clearly didn't watch the Chappelle show. Mm. So, I just don't understand... It was good to see Dave Chappelle on stage again, and I just love it. And I hope that this is a regularly occurring thing. Thanks, my guy. Oh, yeah. Shout out to him and Chris Rock tag teaming, because I'm pretty sure that was extremely problematic, and I would love to be in the crowd. I would that. love to be in the car- crowd. Yep. So, it's that favorite time of the day. Oh, the show's not over. It is time for... It is time for someone to take a seat. Somebody's going to take a seat. Somebody's taking a seat. Who? So... Who's taking a seat? So, I saw this video with 30 seconds of a video. 32. But Mm. 30 seconds of a video. Mm. And it featured this dude named Daryl. Daryl is white. Daryl is married. Well, I don't know if he's still married. But in the video, he was married. 
and his wife pretty much finessed him into going to a swingers party. <laughs> For those who don't know what a swingers party is, it's pretty much, it could either be one big orgy where everybody's just getting down. They're either like in a relationship, married, something like that. They all just want to smash different people and all of that. Me personally, that's a big hell oh, no. Oh, hell no. no. Like, and for your wife to even encourage it means your pipe game is doo-doo mm-hmm. and all of that, which is tragic itself. But pretty much, I knew something was up in the video when, you know, because it was, I think it was a reality TV show or something. Well, I don't think it was reality TV because they want to show somebody getting piped down. But it had to be some kind of show on the internet or something. And you, and it said for Daryl, uh, boy in the making or something like that. I forgot, but I know shit boy was in the, uh, in there. And then for, uh, his wife, it said future BBC enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw hers, I was like, wait, well, hold on, hold on, wait a second. So I just screenshotted both. Because I'm like, okay, these jokes is going to fly either way. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they'll come in handy. So, watch the video. After they showed that, I'm like, what's with all these naked people and all of this? So I'm like, oh, great. Now I got to repent after this. So, <laughs> I'm like, so, video starts. It's some narration. And then, you just see his wife on the ground. Well, not on the ground, but on the, on, the, yeah, on, the, on the bed. On the bed, just getting pounded oh by God. a big black guy. Oh my God. So, like, literally, and I'm like, oh, BBC enthusiast now. Oh, okay. <laughs> it all makes sense now. It, it, it went full circle that quick. She was literally getting destroyed by uh, black folks. And Daryl is holding her hand. <laughs> Daryl's just sitting there holding his, his her hand. Why dude is just sitting there like he was like like his dream was to just f white women who are married and all like like if he was like literally a walking fetish pleaser or something like Ugh. that I know right like literally you know white women they think about BBCs all the time and all of that so he was like his sole purpose was to please white women's fetish for BBCs so he was literally just like it wasn't like. And then what even made it even worse, he was ki- they were kissing. Like like Wait, lit- the wife and the guy? Yeah, and the black dude. Oh my god. Kissing. Like d- very disrespectful. That's so <laughs> Like he was in there just like giving her some quality like strokes while tonguing her down. Oh, like, oh my god. Exactly. Like fu- literally both of them were disrespectful while dude is just holding her hand like as if like he was get like she was giving birth or something like oh. Like, I'm here, honey. Moral support. Exactly. While it was two other chicks there, and they walked off. And then, like, you could just see... And then they show, like, little... And then this is why I had to let get from word of mouth. Because, literally, if I watch more than that, Kenny was going to beat my ass. So, Hmm. uh, I got word of mouth. And pretty much they said... They interviewed black folks, and he said he hasn't... He didn't feel... he He didn't care. Like, he just did not care. And on top of that, they show subtitles of, yeah, uh, Darren, uh, 
did not get a chance to have sex with another woman. Oh, All the God. other women walked off. Uh, he continued to just sit there and watch his wife get destroyed, pretty much. And then at the end, I heard that Shorty said she felt bad that he didn't get none. He had to watch. Well, he, she didn't feel bad that he had to watch. All she wanted to do was get pounded by somebody else without being considered cheating. That's cheating. The way he destroyed her, that was cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so nasty. Yep, so Daryl, my homeboy, take a seat for that L. It was sad. I'm pretty much going to be laughing at this for a good long time. Because literally, you are definitely a bit boy. To T. B I T C H. To that, literally, you are. That's you, bro. Take a seat. Own up to it. I hope you're not with that woman anymore. Shout out to uh, black folks. You lit, You doing your job. You're a fetish pleaser. Keep doing your thug dizzle, bro. Just stay away from mine. I will literally gun your ass down, bro. Because the Draco will be singing Revelations. If that ever happened to me. Just know that. But. That's the end of episode 7. Of No Chill on the Podcast. Whoop whoop. We, we back. back. And we back. And we back. And we back. But yeah. Episode 8 will be coming real soon. We will be having another guest. Real soon, real soon. Yep. I thought she went to the end of the month. Who? Our guest. No, our guest gonna be on the next one. In April. I said our first episode, April, that's when. And then, yeah, we're gonna have two guests in April. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah. Okay. But yeah. So, keep it locked. Continue to support, share, and all of that. Big major things is definitely gonna be coming out of this podcast. I, I'm definitely going to get my listeners more involved also. So be on the lookout for that. Also, follow your boy on Twitter at deep underscore Chris J. Don't hesitate to like. uh, Don't hesitate to follow me. I appreciate my followers. Shout out to Christian because he's officially team iPhone. Oh, yeah. Um, That, that. Yeah, I don't feel like talking about that story. Just know I'm still working on getting all my damn music back. But also, don't hesitate to follow me also on my Instagram, DeepChrisJ, Deep underscore Chris underscore J for both my Twitter and Instagram. So definitely don't hesitate to follow me. Even follow me on Snapchat. I don't post much, but I intend to post more since I have an iPhone now, but I probably still won't post as much. But definitely follow me at SirChrisJ on, on Snapchat. Appreciate it. And... You want to give out your social media? Sure. So, (laughs) well, I use my Snapchat, but I'm not giving my Snapchat. Um, Y'all can follow me on Twitter. Twitter. The Kenny G T H E E K E N N E G. All right. That's it. Appreciate it. Share us. We're on SoundCloud. We're going to be growing. All right, this your boy, Chris J. And it's Kenny G, y'all. All right, peace. Peace and love.